It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Well, hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain, welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. It is your source for common sense conservatism, and we got a lot to talk about today. We're delighted to spend some time with you. If you're new to the program, hey, welcome. Uh, We're not just in radio stations across America, blasting across the airwaves. We also live stream the entire program. Wendy Bell Radio Network is where you can go get our app for now. It's going to be updated here in the near future, but you can follow along. You can watch the live stream. You can share in the chat. After all, it is a community and we are in it together. As today allegedly is the day that the House is going to get down to business and hopefully get us a new speaker. Though the guy that they say that they want is probably not the guy that we need. And we're going to talk about that in the minute ahead. Welcome home, everybody. We're delighted to be with you. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Yeah, I think we need to just jump right on in here. So all the headlines yesterday, people were talking about it. The House Republicans went into a secret session, voted by secret ballot. Very interesting, right? To select their pick to be the Speaker of the House. And we're told that they want Steve Scalise. It's his time, right? Some people might feel some sympathy, you know? Guy's going through some cancer treatments. Uh, hopefully he's going to be okay. He, he got shot several years ago in that softball game disaster. So people are like, huh, maybe this is the guy. Maybe this is his time. And I'm going to say to you, oh, hell no. Not a chance. Got 113 Republicans who are getting behind. And one of them is Adam Kinzinger. <laughs> okay, so if that tells you anything right away, I'm not for Steve Scalise. Now, you can respectfully disagree with me, which is totally cool. But I'm going to double down on this. This guy's going to have some serious problems getting to that point, getting to the coveted 217 votes that he needs. He's got 113 right now. He might be in the 130s now. Some of the reports overnight had him back at 113. That secret ballot ballot vote, right? 
But I have grave concerns about this guy. Why is that? You know, you've heard us talk about conservative reviews, Liberty Score. Liberty Score dot conservative review. Burn that into your memory. Liberty Score dot conservative review. This is a very interesting place to go to see how people who purport to share your values who cast very important votes about your money, about your safety, and about where we're going collectively as a country, you get to see how they voted. You get to see how their votes stack up with this so-called liberty score from Conservative Review. These are the things that that conservatives find important. This matter, this matter, this matter. And then on important votes, it shows you how these people voted. Well, let's go over some of Steve Scalise's votes uh, as of the last several years, and we'll see how, how he has voted, if that resonates with what you believe America should be focused on, and if it sides with your values okay so let's see he voted for passing an 817 billion dollar defense spending bill in july of last year without defunding the military vaccine mandates i have a problem with that you want my money don't force people against their will in the military to do something that's neither safe nor effective, period. How about this? May of 2022, voted to fund the war in Ukraine through the end of Joe Biden's first term with a $40 billion aid package. I don't know about you guys, but I like receipts. I want progress reports. I want reality. You're not getting reality. What you're getting is a blank check into your children and grandchildren's futures to fund something that we have no knowledge about ever. How about this? He also, that year, in March of last year, he voted to pass the $1.5 trillion omnibus funding of Biden's vaccine mandates. That doesn't sound conservative to me. In February of 2022 as well, he bailed out the post office and stuck Medicare with the bill. Yep, he said, I'm all for that. And in 2021, September... He voted yes to sign women up for the draft in the National Defense Authorization Act. I mean, how far do you guys want to go? Repealing authorization for the use of military force against Iraq. He voted against that. Conservatives would have appreciated voting for that. How about in 2019, September, he voted to keep spending on autopilot. He voted to suspend the debt ceiling, cancel the budget caps, and increase spending by $321 billion. In June of 2019, he voted to pass a $19 billion spending bill without any funding for the border crisis. Now, does that sound like somebody who represents conservative values? In my mind, no. Do you know what his Liberty score is? A 58%. That's an F. An F. He has voted on a conservative basis 58% of the time. He has voted with liberals 42% of the time. Let's talk about Jim Jordan. What has Jim Jordan been up to for the last several years? Well, I'm going through all of these things. 
passed the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, which saddled us with 70 or 700 more billion dollars in spending. No, he voted against that. How about passing a $817 billion defense spending bill without defunding military vaccine mandates? Voted against that. Voted against gun control. Voted against funding the war in Ukraine endlessly with $40 billion in aid. He voted against the $1.5 trillion omnibus funding. Uh, That was funding Biden's vaccine mandates, of course. He voted against $300 billion of corporate welfare for chip manufacturers and politically connected groups. He voted against raising the debt limit to 28, oh my gosh, so many trillion dollars. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, again and again and again, this guy has voted, Jim Jordan has voted consistent with our values, right? Stay out of my life. Stay out of my checkbook. Keep your hands off of the future wealth of my children and vote the way we want you to vote. What is Jim Jordan's liberty score, my friends? 94%. He has voted the way you and I as common sense conservatives would expect representatives who represent us as Republicans to vote. 94% Jim Jordan, 58% Steve Scalise. Now, can you boil down an individual to just that? No, but I'm also concerned that Steve Scalise has accepted donations from Facebook and Google. Do you guys see the revolving door going on here? Why do 113 House Republicans want to get behind Steve Scalise versus a known, tried and true, tested commodity in Jim Jordan. Because Steve Scalise is the uniparty. He represents Kevin McCarthy 2.0. He's going to, I'm sure, reach out to more of the 99 who said, you know what, I'm going for Jim Jordan. And he's gonna have very interesting offers for them. Let me help contribute to your coffers for re-election. That's going to be a very enticing invitation, right? Let me help you do that. What else? You want a committee assignment? What can I do for you? Wheeling and dealing. Jim Jordan probably just says, hey, you've seen what I've done. I'm consistent. I am dependable. I am honest. I am loyal. I back President Trump. I believe in law and order. I believe our spending is out of control. Do you think Steve Scalise, with the things that I just shared with you, is going to hit the brakes on these continuing resolutions, which only serve to kick our financial can of disaster down the road? Do you believe Steve Scalise is going to put his foot down and say absolutely not to the omnibus spending, which is exactly what the Senate is going to give to us at the end of the year? Do you think he's going to say no to that? No. He's in with the crowd, and there are an awful lot of rhinos who are in there with him. A lot of uniparty members who we need to flush out, ladies and gentlemen, and that is what today is going to be about. Flushing out those who are for us and those who are for the good old club, right? Where we continue down this path to certain financial destruction.
because we're on the fast track. Oh, and yeah, by the way, Hamas calling for global jihad tomorrow. You know, so we've got a few other things to worry about as Steve Scalise is ready to get that gavel in his cold fingers. What? Global jihad? Not good, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk more about this and set up the rest of the show. Coming up in minutes, right here on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, isn't it interesting how quickly the media drops a major story and will just glom on to whatever is easiest? And whatever is easiest is war, right? That is the easiest thing. It's the, it is the greatest cover for corruption, too. So as we're monitoring what's going on in Gaza, Israel, a counteroffensive. Interesting to hear Vladimir Putin come out and say the rules of engagement are all jacked. That, that women and children used as collateral damage in this victimized terrorized is absolutely beyond the pale that monster putin you know that guy who wanted to root out nazis and bio labs and other filth in ukraine that guy not a hero not a great humanitarian but calling a spade a spade gloves are off and it is scary and i get it but as all of this is going on we have in the last several hours, United Auto Workers, 8,700 of them from the FKT plant, the Ford Kentucky plant, the truck plant, walking off the job and joining the United Auto Workers strike because Ford was like, yeah, no joy. I'm not talking to you anymore. Really? Okay. Well, let's see how that works out, everybody. We're keeping our eyes on what's going on with labor. It's important, right? Before we get into the nuts and bolts of today, and we're going to be talking about this ridiculous idea that your Biden administration, through its lies of that money is fungible, right? Six billion dollars. Iran's only going to be able to use it for X, Y or Z purposes as though you're stupid. Can you even imagine your government having anything to do negotiating with the nucleus of state-sponsored terror on the planet. And that's what we're doing. And that's what we've done for years. How many billions of dollars Barack Obama gave them? This, this nuclear deal, right? That Donald Trump quickly got us out of, that Joe Biden got us right back into. We're going to talk about why on earth would you not refreeze those assets? Because you suck and you hate America. Americans are waking up to this reality every day that their government is dark and dirty and disgusting. Now, there is an iteration of crazy triggered Donald Trump crazy triggered that you need to hear today. I want you to hear the secretary of state from Colorado. This cat, Jenna Griswold, is arguing that Donald Trump's name must be removed from the ballot in Colorado because he's a liar He's corrupt. He's trying to get involved. He's trying to interfere with an election. This is her allegation as her moving and going to court to get his name removed from the ballots in, in Colorado. That move itself is the ultimate move in election interference. This is what crazy, deranged, triggered leftists sound like. 
And if you've got a secretary of state like this in your neck of the woods, because I can commiserate with you in Pennsylvania, you got some work to do, friends. Here's Jenna Griswold on MSNBC. Go. Long shot to keep him off the ballot. Others worry about the consequences of keeping Donald Trump off the ballot and what he could say about that in terms of election interference. Do you believe it's a long shot as well? I believe a a court should make a determination. Um, And at the end of the day, look, Donald Trump is a liar. As soon as this lawsuit was filed, he screamed election interference. He uses lies and conspiracies to try to undermine American democracy. Uh, That won't change whether or not this lawsuit is filed. But these are big questions. And Donald Trump engaged in insurrection. We have the video. We saw exactly what happened. There's a clear provision with language in the U.S. Constitution that needs to be interpreted by a court of law. And and I hope the court does give us some guidance on on what to do in this situation. Bingo, and there it is. He caused an insurrection. Look at your constitution. It's almost as though all of this was so pre-scripted. It's almost as though they started changing definitions of words in anticipation of doing what they did on January 6th. It's almost like Now that the FBI has changed its verbiage about quote-unquote domestic terrorism and political ideology, blah, 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 it's almost as though they're getting ready to set you up again. What's going to be the next trap, my friends? Because it's getting to that that total desperation point. We have some polling data. Now, I will freely admit to you, this is a very small sample poll in Pennsylvania. Holy moly. And the holy moliest part is who is voting for Donald Trump. These aren't elite, rich people, one percenters. You know, they tried that to stick that on him as much as they could. How about those respondents who are the least educated in terms of what your diplomas say? Because I will argue with you, it seems like those who haven't gotten formally educated, uh, as in college, seem to be the ones with the most common sense out there, don't they? And we're going to drop those numbers on you as well. Something very interesting that we're going to lead the next segment with, and I encourage you, listen, listen, listen. Dinesh D'Souza, you know that name. He's the guy who put out 2,000 mules. He sits down with a former Islamic extremist, right? And this fellow is going to tell Dinesh D'Souza why extremists, why terrorists hate Donald Trump and conservatism. And you're going to relish the reason. You're going to own it proudly as it punches liberal Socialist, Marxist, communist nonsense right where they deserve. Buckle up, friends. We're getting locked and loaded here on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. So I think a lot of us are on the same page. We are busy. We pay attention as necessary to our government, like when they screw us over and send our money places that we didn't get behind. So if you're paying attention to this whole speaker's drama you're going to hear from the media today because i I personally don't believe that there's going to be a victor today i don't i think they're going to wring their hands it's going to go back and forth i think it's going to be a long battle 
Who knows? I could be wrong. And you're going to hear the media chorus and those voices on the left, the Cory Bookers, other losers like that who are going to say, what a joke. Look at the joke of the Republican Party. These people can't get together for anything. Meanwhile, our caucus is all about clone trooper unanimity, right? We do everything together because there's no individual thought allowed. And they're going to tell you that that's that's preferable. No, I'd like robust debate. I think that that's what we should have. But I believe what we're going to get is back and forth, give and go today. This is kind of a good explanation of where it is from yesterday. With well over now 20 House Republicans from all across the ideological spectrum against Steve Scalise. They say they will not vote for him on the floor. And as of yesterday... So the House GOP, they go down into the basement, they close the door, secret ballot, Scalise or Jordan, who do you want? Scalise got 113 votes, Jim Jordan got 99. Jordan being, you know, a gentleman and not not wanting to see everybody fight, was like, look, if this is what the majority wants, I will vote for Steve Scalise. Okay, but there's more than that. All right. And this is what I'm telling you. Scalise's total of 113 votes was inflated by some non-voting delegates who are not permitted to vote on the House floor. He received only 110 of 221 eligible Republican votes, which is less than half. Needs that magic number. 217. Now, somehow he's got to gain support of an overwhelming number of those who didn't back him. But the number who've already come out against him is more than enough to sink his nomination. Who are they? Among those who have confirmed they will vote for Jim Jordan, Max Miller from Ohio, Thomas Massey from Kentucky, Anna Paulina Luna from Florida, Michael Cloud from Texas, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Georgia, Barry Moore from Alabama, Nancy May, South Carolina, Lauren Boebert, Colorado. Carlos Jimenez. Got to say it that way. Jimenez is going to vote for Kevin McCarthy. Well, you know what, Carlos? You're an idiot. So be it. Okay. Troy Nels, Mike Turner. They've both indicated they are undecided. Nancy Mays telling CNN she cannot in good conscience vote for somebody who attended a white supremacist conference and compared himself to David Duke. That was what Steve Scalise reportedly once compared himself to. The Grand Wizard saying he's David Duke without the baggage. <laughs> Don't worry about that. I'm sure it's not a big deal. (laughs) He also attended a white supremacist conference in 2002, although he later apologized, claiming he accepted the invitation without knowing about the group (laughs) and spoke out strongly against its ideology. Okay, this is that thing where, you know, the reality, that's tough when it bites you in the butt, isn't it? Now, you've (laughs) spoken to groups before and you get a you get people asking you to come speak places all the time yeah would you ever accept something and not know who the group is or find out something about the group this is so intriguing that you would ask that uh, deposit that as a question my dear friend brock because this ties in neatly to the last hour of our show today when you're gonna have a little buyer's remorse from some kids at harvard who decided to glom onto something pro-Hamas statements at school and now top CEOs across the country are like, hey, tell us who these students are so we make sure we never hire them. And they say, wait a minute, uh, uh, I didn't know what I was signing. 
I didn't read it. Well, that's a problem. Who knows? They could be products of the public school system where people don't know how to read anymore. Right. I want to get to this, though. So those are the machinations as they are right now. Uh, I presume that at some point here in the not too distant future, they're going to start their wheeling and dealing. Will we have a vote today? I have no idea. We'll keep our eyes on it, which is code for Brock will monitor it all throughout the show. All right. So let's get to this. It seems very basic, especially after the war that we saw of the weekend in Israel. We are not dealing with normal, sane, rational, moral people. Anyone who can behead another human being let alone a baby, in front of their shrieking parents is not someone to negotiate with. These people are not sane, and I would dare say they are not human beings. Period. You have Senate Republicans now introducing a bill to freeze that $6 billion in Iranian funds, which, of course, was announced to us on 9-11 from the Biden administration. As though this was standard operating. This is no big deal. This has nothing to do with us trying to weasel back into the Iran nuclear deal, right? No, no, no. We're not soft on terror. Well, yeah, you are. You fund it. You funded it for years. You funded it through Barack Obama. You funded it with pallets of cash. You funded it right before Obama left office. You're funding it now. And any argument that you're not is disgusting to those of us who know you cannot be trusted. This is not a complicated thing, and it's actually crossing the aisle, which it well should. Can we not agree that no U.S. taxpayer dollar should ever go to terrorism? But we're funding the Taliban. What? Oh, yeah. When we went into Afghanistan and fiddled with Afghanistan the way we fiddled with land in the Middle East and plunked down Israel and said, all right, everybody, there you go. Work it out yourselves. We're done. No wonder. No wonder so many people across the planet hate the United States. You didn't do it. I didn't do it. We meddle in things government and we fund things that you and I would not get behind. But for some reason, our government does. In the wake of the recent Hamas attacks on Israel, Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell. God, can he be put out to pasture? My God. And Senator Tom Cotton introduced a new bill Wednesday to immediately freeze those six billion dollars in Iranian funds. Now, the funds currently are being held in South Korea. They are due to be released to Iran following this prisoner swap. We get five, they get five, and a bonus, $6 billion in sanctions that will be lifted. Fantastic. Really? The two-page bill reinstates certain sanctions on Iran and prohibits the waiver of sanctions with respect to the transfer of funds from the Republic of Korea to Qatar, which was transmitted to Congress on 9-11. Now, the bill, which is now getting some strong bipartisan support, comes two days, as you well know, after House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, then House Speaker, 
called on Joe Biden to refreeze the funds, saying Biden's policy on appeasement, including money for hostage deals, must come to an end. This seems very logical. You've got Joe Manchin coming on board. He's like, look, this makes sense. How many others are jumping on board? This should not be a political thing. It's an obvious move. Well, then there's this headline. White House refuses to freeze Iran's $6 billion. Why would that be? Well, I want you to listen, of course, to what I said to you at the beginning of this program. A former Islamic extremist is sitting down right now with, in this clip we're going to play, with Dinesh D'Souza. And he says Islamic extremists will never vote for Trump. Never vote for Trump. And he gets deeper than that. And this will explain to you exactly why, of course, the White House will not freeze those six billion dollars. Go. I dare you to find one Islamic extremist that votes for Donald Trump. Never do it. When I was an extremist, Islamist, fundamentalist, I would only vote left. Why is that? I saw them as very stupid. I would fear the conservatives because they come with principle. That's not someone they can brainwash. But the left, I know they have no values and no principles to begin with. I dare you to find one Islamic extremist that votes for Donald Trump. Never do it. They'd give their vote to the leftist who wants to run around in in pride parades. And Islamic extremists are against gays and homosexuals and, and transgenders, but they want the left to go and get busy with that. They want them, go, go, go speak about the climate. Go, go, go speak about abortion. Go, go kill yourselves. Go, go do that. And Omar, she's fighting for abortion rights and all the other, my body, my choice. Yes, go do that, go do it. But would she have an abortion? Never, never. Would she kill a Muslim in her stomach? Never. What is the fundamentalist and jihadi agenda for America? The future of America has to be Muslim. Mm. So when asked yesterday, Jamie Raskin asked about whether or not he pushes back on people like Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar, who that former extremist was just referring to. What do you think, sir? What do you think about people in your party openly supporting Hamas and openly saying, well, Israel asked for it. Listen. A couple of your colleagues have called for a ceasefire, called for de-escalation, referred to Israel as an apartheid state. Do you think Democrats are unified in their support for Israel? Yeah, we're absolutely unified behind Israel's right to exist and Israel's right to uh, defend itself. And we'll be standing strong with Israel. What do you make of the comments from your colleagues that that sort of indicate otherwise? Well, I just I haven't seen any of those. um, And... um, Uh, All that I've heard um, is uh, a very powerful consensus that we need to stand by Israel as it defends itself. If you can't tell the truth about this, Congressman, what can you tell the truth about? When have you told the truth? This is exactly why the Islamic extremist, the former extremist, says... This is why they don't want Donald Trump. They know the left has no morality and no values. Look at what these people support, for heaven's sakes. 
It is truly, I believe, shocking. And I'm not easily shocked to see how many ripples of Hamas support are bubbling across the ocean called America. How many people are so, are so quick to put their eggs in the basket of slaughter? Unbelievable, ladies and gentlemen. Could this be why more and more Americans are waking up and saying, you know what, Trump isn't my guy, but these other people are freaking crazy. They're going to get us all killed. The new poll that puts Pennsylvania in the spotlight. Democrats better be damn afraid. I'll explain why next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. All right, this is a great story, and I think you're going to like it. I was gabbing too much in the <clears throat> in the commercial break here. I got to go pull it up because this poll is truly fascinating, and the spotlight is on Pennsylvania. All right. Of course, now, Brock, I can't find it. My goodness. Hold on, people. I can tell you this much as Brock is scrambling to find it and send it to me because that's what he does. Pennsylvania, certainly a battleground state. We're told that by 80,000 and I think 555 votes that happened in the middle of the night, Joe Biden won Pennsylvania. You guys falling for that because I'm not. He's not finding it either. So this poll is about 400 individuals in Pennsylvania, and they polled them and said, OK, who are you most likely to vote for? Certainly there was a lion's share of those who said, I'm undecided. That said double digits, which I think is intriguing. But the takeaway on this, Donald Trump takes a nine point lead over Joe Biden in Pennsylvania. Wow. This is an Emerson College poll came out yesterday. 45% of registered voters in the Quaker state back Donald Trump, placing him nine points ahead of Joe Biden at 36%. 11% of voters would back another candidate. 8% are undecided. Notably, 43% of respondents voted for Biden in 2020. 42% said they supported Trump. That is huge, right? That is a double-digit swing for Donald Trump. So in a hypothetical presidential general election, Trump 45 Biden, 36, someone else, 11, 8 percent undecided. This is also very intriguing. He has a very Trump has a very strong lead among independents, taking 44 percent of the response to Biden's 14. What? 44 to 14. Another 42 percent of the demographic are either undecided or would vote for somebody else. Now, Biden's approval rating in Pennsylvania is certainly deep underwater just 31 percent of registered voters give him positive marks all of them live in my neighborhood sadly 51 percent disapprove of him giving him a net rating of minus 20 18 percent have neutral feelings or whatever i don't know how that is but okay now the poll asked trump supporters if they could think of anything that donald trump could say or do in the next several months that would make them choose not to support him as president in 2024 exactly half of Trump supporters said there's nothing he could do to make them change their minds. 22% said yes, 28% meh, unsure. Emerson asked the same of Biden voters. 53% say they will stick with him no matter what. Who are you people? Do you, do you not see what's going on? 
Do, do you not pay attention to what's going on with your money? If you morally are behind people who are pro all of the crazy that Democrats are supporting, that calls into question your own morality. That's on you. But financially speaking, you think where we are right now under Joe Biden and Democrats is A-OK that you'd get behind it even more? This is the part that really gets me. The polling outfit also gauged a potential U.S. Senate race between Republican Dave McCormick and Senator Bob Casey. Despite Trump's success, Casey leads McCormick by eight points as they register at 41 percent and 33 percent respectfully. Now, when we go to Liberty Score dot conservative review dot com and we put in the fine senator's name, Bob Casey. We told you that Steve Scalise as a uniparty rhino, which he is, who has an F liberty score, his votes on specific measures that you and I agree with or disagree with, he scores a 58% F failure. He does not vote conservatively, right? What do you think Bob Casey's conservative liberty score is? It is a 6%. 6 percent an f of course on the liberty score what these are the people that liberals forever get behind and then you wonder wait a minute why does everything just suck and it sucks so much under democrats right we're at war with democrats We're in deep financial straits with Democrats. We've got social justice lunacy with Democrats. We've got our government funding the Taliban. You know, because after we meddled in Afghanistan, they created the Afghanistan Reconstruction Fund, which goes to the Taliban. Yeah, we pay for that under Democrats. You've got Joe Biden now dealing with Iran An Iranian nuclear deal. We're going to kick the can down the road. Look, just don't get all of the ingredients for it now. I mean, let me die first, and then you guys can figure out who you want to nuke on planet Earth. Thinking, of course, that we're not enemy and target number one. And so my plea to all of you progressive Marxist, communist, socialist Democrats out there, you do-gooders, you know, who love to take the selfie of virtue signaling and and want everybody to believe that you're such a good and feeling and emotional person. My, aren't you fantastic? If the call from Hamas for global jihad tomorrow takes place here in the United States because of our open border, of course, that's on you. That's on Joe Biden. That's on Barack Obama. That's on all of you who say you like Bob Casey Jr. and his 6% Liberty score. Fantastic. Hey, our number two of the Wendy Bell Radio program is next. Yes, America is at risk. Let's talk about what's possible tomorrow. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio program. <laughs> 